Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above. Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bidev, host of ITM, and today I want to share with you how I use my daily affirmations in ways you've probably never heard or read before. How I came about with affirmations is an evolution. So for me, when I first got out of the military and I went into sales, my sales manager told me, Pat, you got to have some affirmations. It's very good. Then I started reading books and everybody said affirmation, 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 right? And the whole idea about affirmations is what? Because to, to compensate for all the years that your parents rejected you or you growing up, you were rejected. And there's a book called and The Genius uh, in All of Us. And in the book, the author talks about how lower income families, kids have been rejected 600,000 times from zero to 18. Then it says middle income families from zero to 18 have been rejected 100,000 times, meaning 100,000 more negatives than positives and upper-class family children have 100,000 more affirming you know, positive statements than negative statements. That's in a book in The Genius of All of Us. It's a good book. Now, if you were raised in a low-income family, like I'm a welfare kid, parents got a divorce, you don't hear a lot of positive, oh, you can get them, oh, you can get this, and you can do that. That's not the environment. So I started collecting all these affirmations. I mean, I can tell you I literally have uh, an entire folder here and here with affirmations. I mean, I would go to a piano store. The, the one I'm looking at right now is the four surefire rules for success. Show up, pay attention, ask questions, don't quit. You know, I'd go and get affirmations from restaurants. The winner, the winner's always a part of the answer, you know. Attitude, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Persistence, my daily affirmations. Here's one of them, very basic ones. I have a positive attitude about everything. I will always be respectful. I'll be the best speaker ever. I'm a great speaker. I will touch many people's lives before I leave this planet. I will read this three times today. I'm the greatest miracle on the planet. I'm, you know, I will, I have never and will never be a normal person. I will persist until I succeed. I have a great body and physique. I make everyone happy around me. This is my affirmation at 21 years old that I have till today. 19 years ago I have it. And by the way, again, I can go through a bunch of them here, okay? So, but as I'm going and doing this, one day I told myself, there's got to be a deeper way of doing this. If you ever came into my apartment from 22 years old on, I always had three, four of these things on the shower wall, everywhere. I had it on my wallet. I had it on my speedometer, my car. I had it in my office. I had it on my computer. I had it literally taped up everywhere, these affirmations, and I would read them. But I wanted to take it to a whole different level, and here's what happened. So... You know, on a flight back once from Chicago, I start writing things down and I start kind of taking an inventory of this guy's life, okay? So it was very simple, it was, Pat, what were the five most painful times in your life? Okay, most painful, and I start writing them down. The time you almost lost your dad, okay? The time your uh, girlfriend and uh, you and her were gonna get out of the army and you call back and she got into a car accident and she passed away. It's 20 years old, okay, Monica. You know, uh, uh, the time, uh, uh, you know, you had to say goodbye to your dad in 1989, airport Ilan, Iran, while we're going to Germany, and my dad gives me a hug. My sister and my mom are right behind me. We go on the Lufthansa flights. The last time I saw my dad for a year and a half, two years. Very difficult for me, but I remember that. So I wrote these things. I'm not going to tell you all of them. There's a lot of them. It's more than five, but I wrote these things down, and it was painful. And I have to think about it a little bit, and it was painful. And I ranked them. So that was five right there. 
Then it's writing out five most successful moments of your life. When did you win? You know what's interesting? Today I was talking to uh, one of my uh, uh, um, consultants and I'm talking to the guy and I said, I want you to tell me three times in your life where you won and you were absolutely amazed with what you did. Here's what he said. He says, uh, 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 let me get back to you on this one. The man is 45 years old. He said, let me get back to you on this one. He couldn't think about it in that moment. Why is that? Very simple why that is. Because our mind is filled with layers and layers and layers and layers of memory that's filled with so much juice that we never tap into. Think about it this way. Your computer you have in your house. Can you tell me every file you have in your computer? Can you tell me every Excel spreadsheet you got? Every Microsoft Word, you know, uh, files you got, every PowerPoint. Can you tell me every file, every image, every video, every mu music, every recording you've ever done? Every, can you tell me all of that? Could you tell me that? No. But if you unpack your computer, you ever done that when you go certain documents? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this nine years ago. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this eight years ago. And it starts reminiscing and produces a certain emotion, right? The mind is just like that except 100 times more powerful because it's not logic, it's emotion. But because we don't tap into it, we don't know how to bring that juice out. So stay with me here. Five most painful, five most successful moments, five most painful statements. So moments are different than statements. Moments of someone died. Statements are, you will never do anything big with your life, ever. Do anything big with your life, okay, never. Our uh, uh, MVP, the company, uh, we announced last uh, a few weeks ago in Las Vegas, you know, he was told that in 2008 by his former mentor. He told him, you will never do anything with your life. He remembers it till today. And it's a way that produces juice for him if he ever needs to tap into it. It's one method of juice to tap into, right? So you got five phrases. What are the most five painful phrases that you write down? Okay, so so far we got what? Painful moments, okay? We have successful moments, we have painful comments, and last but not least is moments where you felt untouchable. So what do I mean by this? Let me explain. Something happens in the family. It's crisis. They're trying to solve a problem. They come to you. You come into the room. Everybody's sitting there panicking. You say, have we thought about doing this? No. Have we thought about doing that? No. How about this? No. And you're very calm. Let me make a couple calls. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what I think we do. Have you guys thought about if we go first here, first here, first here? No. Here's what we need to do. We need to call this person, call that person, call this person. Everything's going to be fine. Okay? Everybody said, yes, yes, you make the call. Pa, 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 pa. All of a sudden, hour later, everybody was panicking. Everything's solved. In that moment, you get a feeling of six people in the room couldn't figure this out. Five of them are older than me. I came and I led the family. I wonder what I can lead in my life. You have those, you know you have those moments. You're watching this. You're saying, I have those moments, Pat. I know you have those moments, but you don't take inventory. Go in here. Stay with me. We're still talking about affirmations. So watch this. Imagine I am your director. We're doing a movie together. You're playing Bobby. You're supposed to talk to Johnny. You do your role. You mess it up. Over. Take two. Take three. Take four. Take five. Take six. Take seven. I can't stand it. You're not doing a good job. You can't get it. I pull you set. I said, come here. I said, can I talk to you for a second? Yes. I said, do you remember the first time a girl broke your heart? Yes. What was her name? Mary. Okay. Do you remember when she ended up dating a guy 
who she started dating and the first time you met the guy, you made eye contact and he had a smirk on his face. He tried to control it to not smile, but he knew he's hooking up with your girl that used to be with. And she shattered your heart because you know your girl told him about you on how, he shattered, on how she shattered your heart. Do you remember that look on his face? I do remember the look on his face. See that guy right there, Johnny? That's your girlfriend's boyfriend. That's him. I want you to get in that state and then go do your lines. Yes? I'll give you a couple minutes. Go prepare, get mentally there, come back. Please don't talk to anybody. When you do come back, you're gonna play Bobby. You're no longer you, you're Bobby. Yes? Yes, please go. And I want you to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with additional things that was said and happened that can produce more juice. Go get them. And you step away. Then you come back, you talk to Johnny. Johnny's shivering because he really believes that you believe you're Bobby. What Johnny doesn't know is you purposefully went to a state in your life that you remember the boyfriend that your girlfriend was dating. And then, boom, you're in that state. That's what great actors do. What great actors do is they have an arsenal of stories and moments in their lives that they tap into. This is why some of the best actors in the world were former military, former this, their parents got a divorce, mom was an alcoholic or dad was an alcoholic. The more stories that they have, the more they can get into that moment. The same goes with business as well, by the way. So think about it right now. You're about to go give a speech. You're about to go into an appointment. You're kind of nervous because it's a big appointment. So if you just go into the appointment, you're not going to be as effective as you sitting there saying, this is a big appointment, Johnny. But let me tell you something. It was December 2nd, 2003, when I walked into the meeting with the family. Nobody had any idea how to handle the situation I did. If I handled a complicated situation like that in our family that had to do with a loss of a loved one, I can close this deal today. Let's get into that state, Johnny. Then you get into that state. Then you get into that state. Then you walk into the appointment and you're a whole different human being. That little conversation with yourself changes your state. Now, by the way, some people will say, well, Pat, you mean to tell me people really do this stuff? Yes. So now let's go back to affirmations. Basic level affirmations is what? You're awesome. You're great. You're amazing. You're this. You're that. You're this. It's still effective. It's still good. I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just, I have a hard time with hokey affirmation stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, as long as you said you're going to do great stuff. I know, I know so many people that do affirmations that doesn't nothing for them, right? Here's why. Let me give you the second part of affirmations. Here's how it works. So the first part of the affirmation is the statement. I am a great leader. Okay? The first part of the affirmation is, I will make a great comeback. I will make a comeback story. That's great. I will make a great comeback. That's great, but it's not at the highest level. It's at the highest level when you follow up and you say, I will make the greatest comeback story because I'll never forget what happened when my mother died. Because I'll never forget what happened when such and such relationship didn't work out. Because I'll never forget when I filed bankruptcy and I lost everything. Because I'll never forget when I lost my house and my car was repoed. And I was 22 years old living on my friend's couch. And I made the sickest comeback. And I got my own house. I got $200,000 in the bank. I got this, I got this, I got that. I'm going to make the greatest comeback ever because I've done it before I can do it again. That's an affirmation with weight behind it. That's what you need to be doing. So every time you have your list of affirmations that you add, add it with a story. So let me, go, let me go back to it again. Five things, right? Five what? Five painful moments, five successful moments, five painful statements, and five moments where you felt you were untouchable. 
the way you handled yourself, where you were untouchable, moments where you're like, I came through, it was a pressure type situation, I was calm, I handled it. So I'm sharing this with you with the affirmations, but I want to take it a level deeper with this as well. So, you know, what you have to understand as I'm going uh, through this, I was doing a podcast uh, uh, yesterday and a guy asked me a question and he says, he says, hey Pat, I got a question for you. I said, what is it? He said, what gave you confidence to see that you can go and do what you're doing right now with your life. I said, it's interesting you say that. I, and, and I've never talked about this before, so I said, let me, let me see what I can uh, come up with. No preparation, nothing. I said, uh, you know, it's funny, I don't know why, but one of them was, and this applies to a lot of people, you've experienced this before as well yourself, even if it's a glimpse. I don't know why, but I think number one is fate. He says, faith? I said, no, no, fate. What do you mean by fate? I think, there's an element of me, you know, I've had glimpses of it where I felt like I was destined to do something special in my life. It's almost like a higher law is counting on me to come through and do something big. So faith was one of them. He says, interesting, what else? I said, faith is the second one. He says, oh, really, what do you mean by faith? I said, faith is, I don't know why, I feel like God, a higher spirit, has got my back. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's as if, Think about you put Bruce Lee, the most scariest MMA fighter, US, UFC fighter, everybody, toughest guys in the world, they all have your back and then multiply times 100. Imagine if you got that kind of backing. What kind of confidence would you have? I feel like I have that. So faith is one, faith is two. Number three is the following. And a lot of people don't do this. I got so clear on my vision, then I told everybody about it, then the right people showed up out of nowhere. Just accidentally, they started showing up because people now know what you're looking for. So faith, faith, casting your vision. Here's what we're going to be doing, and this is why. This is our vision. Here's what we're looking for. People show up. And I said, last but not least, is luck. And he says, luck, really? Not a lot of people like to talk about luck. I said, yeah, I believe luck is a part of it. So he said, you mean luck like really getting lucky? Isn't it when people say, you know, I work hard, I don't get the harder you work, the luckier, all this other stuff? I said, no. I said, I think I'm the luckiest person in the world. I really believe that, by the way. I really believe I'm the luckiest human being alive. I, when I tell you, I, really, I didn't believe this before. I believe it today. You know why? Because of these formulas. Because of these formulas. I did it so much with the formula I gave you that eventually this guy believes it. This guy believes it. This guy believes it. It's like pure confidence on the vision, on the clarity of it, and it produces this energy. Now, I know this may sound weird to some people, but I challenge you to do it. Here's my challenge for you. Write down five most painful moments, five most successful moments, five most painful statements, five most untouchable moments, and then tie it with a list of your affirmations. I'm great, I'll make a comeback, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make that kind of money, I'm gonna do this part. Tie it to that and do it for a month and see what happens to you. And by the way, I'll give you the last thing that I used to do. So I took all that stuff and I added my affirmations. Then I recorded a six minute, six minute audio. And I had my guy add music to it. I liked trance, lower level trance, not high beat, a little lower level trance. And I put that together. It was the trance song of uh, Braveheart, you know. The Braveheart trance. Just like this. And I put my affirmations for six minutes and 30 seconds. And I recorded it. And I said, Pat, you're going places, buddy. Here's why. Do you remember that one time what happened? Here's what you did. Do you remember that? I know you remember that day. So you got this. 
and I recorded this. And back then it was CDs, because nowadays it's, you can put it in your phone and listen to it, so a lot easier. Back then it was CDs. So I put it in my car, I put it in my office, I woke up to it, I worked out to it, I was driving, listening to it, I was sleeping to it, everything. All over again. And then eventually it stuck. And this guy started believing it. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.